Welcome on this Nature and Science of Work podcast, Loud Quitting. What happened to take this job and shove it? For the Nature and Science of Work, I'm Robert Levine. Thank you for joining us. Earlier this fall, I emailed my friend Tom, who is an expert in conflict resolution and a musician. I was advocating for loud quitting as the alternative to quiet quitting, which has been in the news even though it's existed for a couple thousand years. I got back this reply from Tom. Excellent. If loud quitting needs a theme song, I vote for take this job and shove it. In an instant, Tom's reply and that song title recalled a place, a time, and a job. The ranger station was a few miles outside of the small logging town where I lived. Most mornings, I drove there with the fire crew foreman and sometimes with other members of our fire crew. You could hear the morning drive program on the AM car radio from the local country station or the rock station in a more distant city. Either way, every morning, at least it seemed like it, somewhere between the apartment above the Rexall drug and the ranger station lost halfway between the town and the logging, that song title and first line were going to come blasting out of the car radio. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. That'll get your attention on the way to work. Nothing quiet about it. That song didn't just play in the background. People loved it, and it generated comments about jobs, mostly previous ones. A lot of the crew had worked logging jobs or mill jobs or would do so in the future. But what about the song itself and its loud quitting? If you ask a musician about a song, you're going to learn about the lyrics and the structure. In this case, I learned that the structure of the song is unusual. Whether you read the lyrics online or watch the two main recording artists of the song perform, these things stand out. There is no introduction, either instrumental or verbal. The song starts right in with the main line, the punchline. If you watch and listen to the song performed by David Allen Coe, the singer-songwriter, or Johnny Paycheck, who made a famous recording, you'll know there isn't even one chord of preamble or any introductory strumming. The lyrics themselves provide no buildup. The instruction, as direct and crude now as when the song was written, comes straight at you, especially when it comes out of a car radio at 6.47 a.m. Both artists take the song seriously, not as a novelty. The lyrics are serious, 
more so than I remembered. The storytelling in the song all happens after that punchline. That may be especially apt for what's described. The phrase, of course, existed long before the song. It was crude and common, but infrequent. It was often used after the fact, perhaps years after, to describe what had happened on a job. And the song has more to it than that. The singer has put in 15 long years at this job. He's put up with overhead, so-called superiors, who are less than ideal. Actually, they're incompetent. And then the singer says something surprising, given the song's title and opening line. He says, I'd give the shirt right off my back if I had the guts to say, take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. The singer isn't actually quitting, but saying how he would quit if he could. So what is happening here? Is it useful? The singer is singing realistically about work. Most of us are not in any position to simply quit a job. The so-called great resignation doesn't change that. We may decide to quit, but there are going to be long days and nights of thinking it through ourselves and discussing the ramifications with others who may be affected. That is how it should be. The rule of thumb for these kinds of changes and decisions is agonize about it before so you don't have to agonize about it after, regardless of the outcome. Listening to the song again and reading the lyrics, I also realized how familiar the sentiment it expressed was, how often it came up over the years, said in the past tense, describing something that had already happened. I'd had enough, and I said, you could just take this job and shove it. You should have seen their faces when I did. The song tells that same story. In prospect, though, not retrospect, of seeing those supervisors' faces. When I'd heard that kind of story, I had no way of knowing what had really happened. I told them take this job and shove it is also something to say to buddies, friends, and family when you've lost your job, whether for good reason or for no reason at all. Whether as a way of coping, of departing, or of covering, then, take this job and shove it captures intensely the difficulty of day-to-day work, not only for 15 minutes on a shift, but for nigh on 15 years. Three acknowledgments. First, Tom Seabach, a professional conflict resolution expert, ombuds, singer-songwriter, and sound engineer, provided the connection with the song and detailed commentary on it. An interview with Tom 
on conflict and the workplace will be featured in December. Second, Leslie Reeder, the author of the recent arresting feature and podcast, What You Need to Know About Losing a Job Before You Do, provided commentary on quiet and loud quitting. You can read and listen to that feature in the Nature and Science of Work archive. Third, the song Take This Job and Shove It was written by David Allen Coe. Short portions have been quoted here. Complete lyrics and recordings of the song are available on the web. Keep seeing nature in work and work in nature. For the Nature and Science of Work, I'm Robert Levine. Thank you for listening.